Welcome to Hustling Faith. This podcast is dedicated to helping you find your trail to a happier, healthier you by discussing topics regarding Christianity, health and wellness, beauty, and so much more. I'm your host, Tasha Johnson. In today's episode, we're going to discuss, do you have pure intentions when you make a decision? So in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 2, it reads, all a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. And so my mom always raised us by the golden rule. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Even if you don't agree with someone, you still need to treat them with respect. Now, my mom was right to instill these qualities in me. However, <laughs> I screwed up because I didn't have a balance. I just assumed that other people were raised with these values as well. That was a huge mistake, right? <laughs> I was a little slow, y'all. So <laughs> it took me a long time to discover that not everyone makes decisions with pure intentions. What really got me thinking about this topic is because lately I've had way too many people <laughs> that I removed from my life and or have demonstrated that they're real garbage people attempt to slither their way back into my life. And now that I'm older, I can spot these fake toxic people a mile away. So, you know, it's just incredibly insulting to me when people assume that just because time has gone by that I'm going to forget all the wrongdoings that they've done to me and welcome them back into my life with open arms. Like, that's just not going to happen, especially if you haven't even apologized. Not on my watch. Please don't get it twisted. I'm not holding a grudge, but I'm just using common sense, okay? So... Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And if someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, all right? There is a difference between making a mistake and intentionally choosing to engage in behavior that is at the expense of my well-being, and that's just not going to happen. When I make a decision to do something or help someone, I do not have an ulterior motive. My intentions are pure. I help people because I want to help them. I don't have any strings attached. I don't do so out of seeking recognition. I really go out of my way to help people because I know what it feels like to be lost. I know what it feels like to be broke. I know what it feels like to be betrayed. And the list goes on. So I do my best to make sure that my motives are pure because I know based on Colossians 3.23, that I'm to live my life and work unto God and not to please people. And there's just so much sadness and chaos in this world. And I want to be that ray of light to help other people realize that with Christ on your side, nothing is impossible. And I've been in way too many impossible situations that should have crushed me, but I'm still standing. And I know the reason why I'm still standing is that my motive for why I make decisions has been pure. I put God first and I leave all the consequences to him. Can you say the same? When you make a decision, do you have pure intentions? If you answer yes, good for you. But if you answer no, or maybe, then let's examine why that's the case. Now, I am not perfect by any means. I didn't get to where I am overnight. (laughs) Even though there were so many times that I thought my heart was in the right place, there have been times where I made decisions out of fear, impatience, and defeat. So when I was younger, I made a lot of decisions out of fear, just being completely honest. I had so many insecurities, and I was afraid of what other people might think about me. 
I didn't want to stand by myself. Deep down, we all have a desire to belong and we want people to like us. However, you have to keep this desire to belong in check. If you're everything to everyone, then you risk being no one. I created this quote as my mission statement, and that's how I end every Hustle and Faith episode. I do my best to ensure that my life reflects that statement. For one reason or another, (laughs) there are folks out there that don't want you to be great. Your success is a constant reminder of their failures. And I don't know about you, but I cannot continue living my life making other people happy at the expense of my own happiness. Yet, This is exactly what happens when you make decisions out of fear. Some of my greatest blessings came from overcoming my fears. I was honestly just super afraid of buying a home. I really was. But I took the leap of faith. And now many of these episodes are written from my balcony overlooking Lake Michigan. There have been other instances in my life where I've been afraid to stand up for myself in life and on the job. But especially on the job, I used to be afraid of titles. I used to be like, oh, my goodness, I can't say this because this person's a director or a president. Now, I could honestly care less. Like, I'm all about if you treat me with respect, then I'll treat you with respect. And if you're foolish enough to deviate from that simple rule, well, that's on you. All right. Trust me. I will make sure that you know never to do that again. (laughs) Decisions made from fear, shortchange us from receiving the blessings that God wants to give us. He doesn't put the blessings in our hands. He puts them within our reach. And it's up to us to take that first step of faith to go get it. And if you're too afraid to take that first step, you're never going to reach your full potential. And so when fear becomes embedded in your soul, it's going to prompt you to feel impatient. Fear will cause you to want to get out of that situation as fast as possible. However, allowing fear and impatience to take the lead in your decision-making process can oftentimes create a bigger mess. Now, had I just taken a step back and allowed myself to calm down, I would have stopped feeling fearful and wouldn't feel like I had to make a decision right then and there. You know, which reminds me, I absolutely hate this one quote, when opportunity knocks, you better open it. This statement is setting you up for failure. It really is. We are way too quick to assume that every knock is an opportunity. Many times when you hear knocking, it could be Satan on the other side of the door trying to set you up. He knows so many of us are just tired of waiting for what it is that we want, even though we haven't put forth the effort to obtain what we desire in order to move forward in life. So many people want something for nothing. We complain about not getting XYZ when we haven't even done ABC first. A goal without a plan is just a wish. So if your goal is to run a business, what plans do you have in place to make that happen? Not having the answer to that question can prompt people to give up, which leads us to one of the sneakiest emotions that causes us to make horrible decisions. Defeat. When you operate from a defeated mindset, you're allowing your external circumstances to dictate your success. We're looking at the resource instead of the source. Spoiler alert, the source is God. All the things that we have faith in are temporary. What happens when the money goes away, the looks go away, and I hate to say it, but even when the people go away, 
You're left with yourself. And as a Christian, at the end of the day, you've got God in Christ. At the end of the day, you also need to make sure that you know who's in control, and that's God in Christ. <laughs> and it, you know, just thinking about this kind of reminds me of the situation that I'm in right now. And again, I've talked about this in prior <laughs> episodes, but um, I can't go into too many details, but I am in a total David and Goliath situation right now. And I'm surrounded by these people who clearly thought because they have money, they have the numbers, and this arrogant, incredibly arrogant sense of entitlement that there's no way that someone in the world like me would ever challenge them. And yet here we are. (laughs) And it's been quite the ride to see how quickly their house of cards has come tumbling down. And I have to say, it's been extremely satisfying to see these entitled monsters finally getting what they deserve. (laughs) Yet, none of this would be possible if I was operating from a defeated mindset. And honestly, I'm used to being an underdog. In a weird way, being an underdog has played a role as to why I'm successful. For the life of me, I don't understand why people rely on stereotypes or assume that because I'm quiet, that I'm shy or standoffish, or because I'm friendly, I'm a pushover. Again, depending on where we met, (laughs) usually determines which one of those I get accused of being. Honestly, they just didn't get the memo. I'm not shy. I'm not standoffish or a pushover. It's just that as I've grown older, I don't have the energy to deal with fake people. People just want to sit around and talk and complain or just talk about how they want to change instead of putting in the work to actually make it happen. And based on my experiences... I don't jump right into friendships or relationships without determining if that person's words actually match their actions. Let me repeat that again. I don't jump into friendships or relationships without determining if that person's words actually match their actions. People can talk a good game. I know, okay? I I work in marketing and sales. (laughs) There are so many people in this world that are full of hot air. And they hope that you don't look behind the curtain and start to question their motives. And I'm a good listener who questions everything. And that's a deadly combination for someone who is fake or lazy and tends to rely on stereotypes or other folks to do their thinking for them. All right? Not the best combo for those folks. So I think that me being a good listener who questions everything is why I've always been good at my job. Again, in a weird way, I attribute my success to constantly being an underdog. When people underestimate you, they tend to say and do things that they normally wouldn't do if they view you as their equal. And it's up to you to leverage their faulty belief of your capabilities to your advantage. If you want to live an impactful life, then you need to get accustomed to being independent. Embrace being the underdog. Civil rights activist John Lewis said it best. Do not get lost in a sea of despair. Be hopeful, be optimistic. Our struggle is not the struggle of a day, a week, a month, or a year. It is the struggle of a lifetime. Never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble, necessary trouble. If you have a desire to make decisions that are pure and have your best interests at heart, you cannot allow fear 
impatience, or defeat to creep into your decision-making process. When you start making decisions from this perspective, you will lose some folks along the way. But the peace and confidence that you gain in exchange are priceless. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening to Hustle and Faith and would like to support the show, please consider sharing it with your friends, leaving a review, donating, or making a purchase at Starring You Crew, our fitness apparel shop. Be sure to connect with us on Facebook and Pinterest. Remember, if you're everything to everyone, the risk be no one. You never know who you will inspire. See you in the next episode.